0: Welcome to Afro Catalyst. I'm Ikinio Cheng, your co host. Each month, we talk to trailblazers to understand the challenges and opportunities they face in pushing their industries forward. Today, we're joined by Tamiwa Aladekomo, CEO of Big Cabal Media, one of the hottest media companies on the continent. Big Cabal currently publishes Tech Cabal and Zikoko, while working with brands through its Cabal Creative Studio. Tech Cabal provides insight into startups, innovation, and technology in Africa through its reporting, data, and events. It serves a global audience of people curious about the impact of technology in Africa's evolution, like me and hopefully you. Meanwhile, Zikoko creates high engagement content around youth culture in and around Nigeria and West Africa. It's widely recognized as one of the most exciting and influential youth cultural publications. And hot off the press, Big Cabal just raised 2.3 million from leading investors to take their vision to the next level. Hi, Tamua. thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I know we're catching you um, right as you have just completed your fundraise? How do you feel?
1: I would say that we are super excited and we are enthusiastic about getting to the next level. And so the thing about raises is that they're exciting in themselves as validation that you're building something that matters uh, both to an audience and somebody sees a business future in this thing that you are building, Uh, but they also just give you firepower to go harder and to go further. And so they are kind of a reset of expectations. If you were kind of, you know, going hard before, you have to go 10 times as hard because, you know, there's people waiting for 10x their money at minimum.
0: One thing I'm curious about is that startups in Africa's digital media landscape, they traditionally rely on grants or personal funding um, in seeking to scale. Why did you go the VC route and how did you get investors to buy into your vision?
1: I think the thing is in building our business, we have always thought there's an opportunity to build a really high growth business in this sector and that's what vc money funds and so the reason media businesses traditionally don't go for vc funding is because you're building something on a longer slower and steadier trajectory and so you want capital that's a bit more patient there's not a lot of patient capital in africa and we are also in an economy across the continent and i mean there are varied economies across the continent obviously but holistically we are a collection of economies where there are huge gaps where you can build very large things hopefully very quickly <laughs> and so the reasoning i would say is essentially there's not enough patient capital for you to take a long slow steady approach to this But we also see the business opportunity to build something that scales and grows quite fast and that achieves position before sort of competitors can really come in and and take position. So we see as a business, a lot of open spaces where we're confused as to why other people have not built for, and we think we have the opportunity and the insights to build for those spaces and to build a business that's quite robust and really large fairly quickly. And so we can provide our investors the returns they're looking for, but also so we build things that are valuable for the population that nobody else is doing.
0: One of the things that really fascinates me is how you talk about the dynamic with your investors and the importance of, of patient capital and um, I think that some founders go, go into the, the conversation around fundraising almost grateful that that investors are paying attention to them but not thinking perhaps about how they can find the right investors for them how did you go about thinking about identifying investors who, who understood what you were trying to do and who were willing to put that patient capital to use
1: our lead investor in this round was uh, mac venture capital and mac venture is an american investor uh, vc they've invested in Blavity and a range of other sort of technology companies, as well as and they've got a Hollywood presence as well. I think the Blavity investment really sort of gives them some insight into the space. And um, this is their second Africa investment. I think they're quite excited about sort of coming in here. And so that was an interesting, I think that's a really strong lead for us. It's uh, a VC that's excited about the space, excited about the continent. and. Um, is keen to sort of and has enough knowledge about um the space to sort of like credibly do credible due diligence on it and and advance a thesis about why they should be investing in a company like this um, there's some other investors who we've sort of kept on board uh, from jump luminate for instance which invests in media plays which is interested in social impact um, and we've been in touch with them since 2018 you know um a big thing for investors is can you execute on the ideas that you have can you show traction with the ideas that you have and you'll find that with most investors if you stay in touch with them over a period they do get more interested if you can show them that you're making progress towards the vision it is that you've set out and so with Luminate as well as with unicorn capital uh who invested in our previous round and sort of joined again in this most recent round they we spoke to them in 2018 when i joined the business and they said you know, show us what you can do, you know, push this thing a little bit further ahead. And uh, by 2020, when we spoke to Unicorn again, they said, you guys are clearly like on the road, you know, we'll come in uh, with uh, Luminate. You know, they were really excited about joining this particular round um, because we've, we've proven that we can actually execute on the ideas that we have. And so I think that's a big part of finding investors that are aligned with you is you do the homework on investors who are interested in your space are interested in the sector in which you're building in and then even if they don't invest on day one you keep them abreast of your progress Um, that could be a quarterly check-in it can be copying them on your investor reports you know every so often it can be an annual check-in and just let them know sort of here's where it is is we're doing and here's what progress we've made and um, that usually gives them some real insight into your business and an opportunity to invest when it makes the most sense for them
0: when, how do you intend to use the money that you um, that you raised this round, to the extent, of course, that you're able to share?
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, a big part of the investments in the technology. So technology products are a big sort of that we're making. Uh, we built Zikoko Memes, for example, in 2020, and it's essentially uh, a meme library uh, type product. Think Giphy, think Tenor, but particularly focused on Nollywood and African memes. And uh, we're building a V2 of it, which we'll launch later this year. That's a pretty important project. There are a couple of other products in our pipeline, which we'll launch over the year. Tech About Insights, which is our data unit, just launched sort of a, a deal flow tracker, which is a smaller tool, but an important tool for investors. And again, I mean, the thesis there is that we're building things that nobody else is building in this market. We're building things that service the market in ways that other people aren't. Um, besides that we're investing deeply in video and so um, if you think of editorial content the writing has always been the sort of the, the, the base form of editorial content uh, but videos become a lot more important voices become a lot more important and so video will be investing quite heavily in uh, podcasts we're expanding sort of our work in that space and I think the last thing is Editorial content and editorial verticals. So, right now we're Tech Cabal and we're Zikoko. By the end of this year, in terms of editorial platforms that we have or publications that we have, before the end of this year, we expect to have two more publications live. And we're deepening our investment in terms of the, the teams driving each of these platforms. So, Tech Cabal should be a much stronger publication before the end of the year. Expanded coverage, Zikoko, same thing, growing the team, growing our coverage. Um, and then launching these two new publications that we talked about.
0: I can hear your commitment and your, your zeal to, to really nailing this. And I'm curious, you know, when you started out your journey with uh, Big Cabal, before that, you'd worked with South Africa's biggest agencies and publications. You would had some pretty major wins under your belt. Are the things that get you excited today about the business um, different than when you started?
1: What's really exciting is being able to approach the business from a different level so it's like you've gotten it you know you've crossed a million dollars in revenue mark you've like um you've gotten to profitability you've gotten to like a major fundraise that gives you capital to do new things and then you take that capital and you say right we've got to set some really big goals and we get to tackle a different set of problems than we've had in the past so that's really exciting you get to build at a pace and a speed that you haven't built before that's really exciting you get to try to grow audience in the way that you haven't um i mean growth in any form is always exciting to me on a personal level and so i mean for instance i'll let you in on a secret we're launching a television show before the end of q2 um, that's really exciting is you know that's a new vista uh doing as much video as we're going to do this year that means building new muscles it means building new facilities literally um and all of that's really exciting you know so you go from Sort of, can we prove that there's anything interesting in here and can we survive long enough for someone to be interested in it to, okay, we've proven we can survive. We've proven we're building something interesting. Can we scale that? You know, can we make it profitable in a meaningful way? Um, So that growth is exciting.
0: What do you think of the bigger challenges when, in that building versus scaling distinction is really interesting to me when you're, when you're, at the scale level, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about about the, the challenges that are on your mind and how you're thinking about that?
1: Don't spend the money badly. Um, that's 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 challenge number one. You know, so um, I mean, I, I've read that one of the sort of the most important things about great CEOs is that they know how to allocate capital effectively. So every dollar of capital that you allocate, you you decide to spend it on equipment rather than staffing or to spend it on a location or a building, or you spend it on extra technology um, or extra software. Each of those is a decision, is a bet on the future. And so allocating capital correctly becomes a much more critical thing. I think focus is also critical and so i've described an ambitious slate of things that we will be doing this year and one of the key tasks for us as a team is sequencing the delivery of those things properly um and then sort of where possible pruning focus so that you're not spread too thin your management's team has the bandwidth to think effectively about what it is that you're going to deliver your people have the entire team has the bandwidth to operate and deliver effectively the things that it is that you set out to do and so I think those are the biggest challenges from my from my perspective
0: yeah thanks thanks for sharing that you know uh, kind of circling back to something we talked about a bit earlier um you know I'm amazed by the number of, of verticals you're in um and in some ways I imagine that reflects the way in which uh Audiences all over the world, particularly African audiences, are really shifting in how they consume and engage with content. Can you talk to a little bit about about the ways, the trends that you're seeing in terms of how how consumers today are engaging and in consuming information, and if that differs across across the different markets that are accessing your content?
1: I think the single most interesting thing to me is the location in which they consume content, um, and, and it's really funny because everybody consumes their content on their phone. You know, like this is a the continent of Africa is a mobile first market. So you're talking 90, 80, 90% of your audience is accessing your content via mobile, but on that mobile, the question of where we spend our time has just become really, really interesting. Are you, I mean, people are in WhatsApp a lot more than they're on a website. They're in, um, Instagram, they're on Twitter. And all of that really changes the way you think as a publisher and This might seem self-evident. This might seem like uh, you're not seeing anything new to me, whether that's been the case for the last five years or 10 years. But if you're building a publication from scratch this year, which we are, you do have to think, should my website be the core area of focus? Because that's not where my audience is. They're not waking up every morning and going to www.whateveritis.com. They're waking up and they're going to Instagram. They're waking up and they're going to Facebook. They're waking up and they're going to TikTok. So if you're building a new publication, you're building a new vertical, how do you start? And for us, something that's become apparent in thinking about the strategy for these things is the website might not be, you know, sort of location number one. And I mean BuzzFeed, you know, kind of made that decision what, five, ten years ago, eight years ago, where we're gonna be present on all the social platforms and we don't care where you consume our content. Uh, but then over time you get sort of the concerns about platform dependency, if Facebook changes their rules, what does that do to you as a publisher? If t- Twitter changes their rules, what does that do for the massive audience you've accumulated on there? And so these are tricky, complicated questions, and they've got really meaningful business implications because um, today I might say TikTok is the best place to start building an audience. But you know, if TikTok um, starts to behave the way Mr. Zuckerberg does, You know, any investments you make on it uh, today may not be worth as much in 18 months because they changed the algorithm or decided that they were going to go in a different direction. And so that's tricky stuff. Um, It's as pertinent in the first world. uh, It's as pertinent in America or the West as it is in in Africa, as it is in Asia. And those are the things that kind of keep us awake from a strategy perspective and thinking, where do we want to build? Where do we want, you know, to meet our audiences? Um, Yeah. I think that's the
0: In the West, many media businesses are reliant on the subscription model. Then you have others like, for example, The Guardian that have opted for a membership model. That's an approach that South Africa's Daily Maverick has also taken. What do you think the prospects are for a subscription-based model in Nigeria? Subscriptions are
1: super interesting. We think there's real value in them. And in our mix, they will probably come back um, sometime in the future. So either with one of our technology products or as... A bundle on the tech cabal or a different sort of vertical, um, it will definitely uh, come into our mix. Uh, but I think usually the starting point for a media business is advertising or subscription. That tends to be one of those tends to be your sort of your bread and butter, and you can build other revenue streams on top of that. But you start with one of those as kind of your founding thing we started with advertising and i think we still believe in it um a big part of that for me and i think for us as a business is that it's important to have high quality news and high quality information and high quality media that is essentially freely available to the public it's got to be paid for and advertising is a great way of paying for it um But we do definitely get concerned about the idea that sort of all of the best content and all of the best news and all of the best information will be behind paywalls, which means that, again, only the wealthy will be able to access, you know, high quality information, high quality content. I I wouldn't say it's an either or. I I think it's you decide what what starting point makes the most sense for your business. But um, it's possible to build in either direction, I think.
0: When I listen to a New York Times podcast, for example, they're very clear on what they want in terms of support. If you want to support them, you subscribe. How can readers and followers support Big Cabal's various media brands?
1: Um, subscribe to our newsletters. Those are a really big thing. Um, and that's on the Tech Cabal side. That's on the Zococo side. That's some of the stuff that's coming. Engage with our work. Engage with our content. I think that really is the biggest thing. And so I know... That having sort of a paid subscription model makes it very clear. Like if you subscribe, then money enters our pocket. Um, But yeah, if you subscribe to our newsletters, um, yeah, we have a bigger, more robust base to sell to advertisers, uh, advertisers to speak to. So talent is one of the biggest bugaboos in building in, I mean, I'd I'd say it's in building in Africa today, but it also talent appears to be a global problem. Um, But yeah, we're looking for great people to join us constantly. Um, we are looking for fantastic writers, fantastic content creators. We are looking for people all across sort of the business value chain, whether it's business development or growth, etc. Most importantly this year, we're really keen on growing our editorial, uh, the depth of it, the breadth of it. And so, um, for instance, my most important search right now is an amazing editor in chief for Tech Cabal. And so if that's you, if you're a journalist with great experience that really wants to sort of lead a newsroom, that's providing the best coverage of technology in Africa, you should come talk to us. I'm at at bigcabal.com, So send me an email um, or just go to our website and I'm sure there'll be a link uh, to apply for a role there. But yeah, we are looking for great people to come join our team.
0: Well, I hope indeed. I highly expect that some of our listeners will zero in on that request and follow up. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was a really great conversation. I love the questions.
0: Thanks for listening to Afro Catalyst, presented by Botho Emerging Markets Group. Visit afrocatalyst.com for more. Remember to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes. And let us know what you think by rating us wherever you're listening. I'm Akinio Cheng. Until next time.